Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Unleashing Possibilities podcast. This is Mark and Christy. Hello, mentors. Wonderful to be with you as always. Our podcast is dedicated around moods. And as I was thinking about this topic today, I was reflecting on um, how we can use moods in various ways in dialogue and in conversation and something that I've heard people say before is oh you're quite moody today and in reflection around moods realizing that moods feel a little bit larger than maybe the context in which we use them in common day language in our society in America and so I'm really glad that we're bringing this to you all today mentors as an opportunity to sense into how moods are impacting us in our areas of life, including our mentoring relationship, and starting to get a sense of how our youth and their mood or moods are impacting how they're showing up as well. Mark, I love that you just tapped right into this way that we use the word mood and throw it around, sometimes in a way that um, gives it so much, we're really minimizing the impact that a mood has on the way that we're showing up in the world, relating, connecting, and therefore even maybe possibly limiting our possibilities for what we can see from the mood that we're in. And so what has us start to observe our own mood? What has us you know, to develop that witness of observing the mood and how it's impacting how much I can see, how my winning thoughts, my losing thoughts, my hero, my rival, and start to be somewhat um, responsible for my mood, not shift it for I'm avoiding something that's uncomfortable, but to observe it so I can notice what's here and start to inquire what more could be possible. So with young people, we're finding in a world that sometimes feels like it's on fire, that there are moods that are starting to emerge in young people and becoming more and more prevalent, more and more common that could be impacting the way they show up with us in our mentoring. And we start to attribute the mood to their qualities instead of being able to distinguish the qualities of who they are and their mood aren't always the same. So can we start to look at this with a broader view ourselves as mentors and be in more relationship around meeting our young people as they are and being able to observe the mood as part of their structure of seeing the world. And as we talk about moods, we want to recognize that moods are referred to as kind of the landscape, whereas our emotions that we notice we feel are more temporary or not as much in the backdrop. Mm -hmm. So a way to use this is kind of like climate and weather, whereas mood can be the climate in Arizona we live in a desert climate and the climate's very present it's here but on a day-to-day basis the weather can change and so recognizing that when we talk about mood we're talking about a difference or a distinction between mood and emotions whereas emotions can change quite quickly a little bit more temporary and mood has more of a a fixed presence in our lives Mm -hmm. something that we want to be mindful of So let's talk about some of those moods and um, what they might feel like in terms of the climate, as you pointed to, a little bit more consistently shows up as distinct from emotions being more like 
Well, it's a sunny day or it's a rainy day, but nonetheless, the mood being we continuously live in the desert. Mm -hmm. And one of the moods that we're starting to see um, more and more prevalent in the world that we're living in today is a mood of skepticism. And in skepticism, it's where I have doubt that something is true or accurate, and I start questioning everything and attempting to inform others. So you might see this in your young people, mentors, or if we really reflect, we might see this in ourselves. And so what's the impact that a mood of skepticism might have on our relationship, on our relationship to our goals and our intentions, on relationships to friends and family? And these are the questions we will be asking around every mood we bring to you today. And we're bringing six moods that are really in response to the world we live in, feeling like it's on fire. Of course, there's other moods, but we want to really examine these because they can have our young people get really um, deflated and move away from their goals or not feel like they can make progress toward their goals. So that's why we're addressing these six, the first of which is skepticism. Yeah, and as we go through them, mentors, just consider what mood or moods might you also be noticing are very present in your own life. So this is the first one that Christy brought to us of skepticism. And another mood that we could find ourselves in is one of cynicism. And so here I look at the world and look at others as people in my life or around me are not deserving of my respect uh, or maybe my time or my energy. And it might show up in the world as being rather disparaging or insulting, putting people down um, because I don't see um, the value that perhaps they bring or that they're deserving of my respect. So there's this focus of cynicism. I think in cynicism, Mark, there's a way I'm relating to others of not of feeling superior and not feeling or seeing or sensing the value of another human right in front of mm -hmm. me. Third mood is resignation. Uh, nothing here is new or possible. So nothing new becomes possible for me when I am in a mood of resignation. So we don't commit. Um, we find comfort in spaces in our life that are small and controllable. And that's how we're working with the mood of resignation is really staying small as if nothing else is possible. And it can feel like sometimes we can get get a bit confused when our young people show up with this because it can really feel like wisdom that's coming through um, where they see a reason for everything to continue as it always has and we can get caught in that and this is where as mentors we have this opportunity with this training through this podcast is to rise above and see it as something else it's a mood of resignation where nothing is possible for me so how do we start working with that instead of all the story our youth are telling themselves about why nothing else is possible. Mm -hmm. A fourth mood is frustration. And so here, this mood has me wanting to make something happen. I see something different for me, and I'm focused on moving it forward, but I have this sense that I can't. And so hence the frustration. So we work really, really hard, and we'll complain that with all of the time and the energy and the hard work that I'm putting into it, um, my circumstances and what's present is just making it impossible. I just cannot succeed in this space. And here we can 
kind of mask this as, as looking at ourselves as being like non-quitters, like I'm just dedicated, I'm devoted, and I just push, 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 and that oftentimes leads to burnout. And I think that part of this mood of frustration is we live in a world with quick sound bikes where we want to take the red pill and everything's quickly fixed in our life and I don't have to confront the difficult. And so when things don't happen in my timeline, this mood of frustration can really start to take hold and take root in my life. Mm -hmm. Another mood is resentment. And this is uh, that feeling that something has been done to me and I have no power to fix it. And so it's a real um, way of kind of playing the victim, being the victim. And sometimes our youth are, in fact, the victim of terrible things. But when we're talking about a mood, it's the feeling as if it's sunny today and that's happening to me. And it's rainy tomorrow and that's happening to me. And I get resentful as if everything is happening to me and I can't fix it to be the way that I want it to be. This can have us start to really distance ourselves from others um, especially if there's other people in our life that we're feeling resentful toward. We, like teachers, we hear this a lot in our youth. We can start to plot uh, revenge and sabotage and start to deny our ability to actually work with our own emotions. Or to the other extreme, we can start to uh, confront the other person in a really overt way that's not in a just way. So this feeling of resentment is things are happening to me. And mentors, you can probably pick up, this is um, in our young people's life, growing up in poverty, growing up in some of the challenges that they're facing. Um, this is a really prevalent mood that we often see in young people here. And we're bringing it because it's not that it's wrong. Can we have some compassion for how this got formed in our young people? some understanding of how it's there so we can start working with it differently instead of working against their mood or working with uh, with our young people is why can't they just be in a better mood and and start facing the reality that these moods get shaped by their structure of interpretation by the world that's been impacting them and so how do we start to open up other possibilities and see beyond that which we're going to get to here in just a moment but we have one more mood to discuss first yeah, and this last mood we're bringing to you is guilt. And so when we have the mood of guilt, there's a sense that I did something that caused harm to someone, and there's nothing that I can do to fix it or make it right. And so we may notice ourselves apologizing a lot to the other person or people that we caused harm to. We may punish ourselves emotionally and spend a lot of time and energy trying to make up for what was said or done and still though feeling like there's nothing we can do to make it up. Um, we may oftentimes even say things like, I feel so terrible that this happened or that this occurred or that I did that. And we can pass this off at times in this mood of guilt as being self-righteous where I know I did it, I know I said those things, I did those things, but at least I feel bad about it. Yeah. And what makes it a mood is that then I, at least I feel bad about it and I'm stuck there instead of taking action to shift my behavior and my way of being in the world to more possibility. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's, I think, what we're getting to with moods mentors is understanding that we can get stuck in the mood and not be taking action um, toward what it is that we really want in our life. 
and understanding that this mood got shaped by our backgrounds, our situations, um, the world that we were living in specific to the difficulty and challenges that our youth may be facing. So we may not understand the mood as mentors, or maybe we have a background and experience to where we do, but the invitation here is as mentors, can we keep meeting it with compassion and stay really curious about the mood and try to enter as much of the youth's world of understanding it as we can? And from there, can we start to see what the possibility is for the antidote? And the antidote is gratitude. So this isn't I just throw my hands up and say like, oh, I'm grateful for everything in my <laughs> life. It's can we start to see what the lessons are? Can we start to see what the uh, possibilities are within each of these moods and start to open those doors with more and more gratitude or to see where we're living in our life around these moods with a lot of resentment and begin to explore the spaces where the resentment is so that we can open the possibility for where the gratitude is. Yeah, and when I when I think about gratitude, you know, being in that space and talking about it opening us up, it's that true place of feeling and sensing the beautiful things in my life, the support that I have, right? And so when I'm in that space of noticing what's present that I'm grateful for and can feel that gratitude, it makes sense that it opens us up because now I can see I have so many beautiful, amazing things in my life that have supported me up to this moment and will continue to support me beyond. And can I trust and lean into those things? So thinking about these moods that can close us off and have us focused on our path, gratitude becomes the antidote, as you said, Mm -hmm. that keeps me open to seeing what else is possible because I'm reminded about what I have to meet, what it is that I want to create, the future that I want to have for myself. Mentors, I'm reminded of a recent conversation with a young person who had gone through a very um, difficult situation recently. And in that situation, as we were talking about it, I could hear this mood of resentment coming up um, and, and overarching our conversation. And it was all the things that had been done to her in this particular relationship that she was confronting and uh, was was working with as a big challenge in her life. And as I sat and as I listened, we started to also reflect and bring into the conversation what were the things supporting her. Like, she has a college education now. She has um, money in the bank that she saved over the summer and therefore has access to financial resources that allow her to find a safe place to live. Um, And we kind of looked at some of those pieces that we could also bring into the conversation. It wasn't about changing the fact that these, that this other relate, this relationship, this other person in her life had caused damage to her. That was all still very true. We weren't trying to deny that. But we could also look at what were some of the supports that were in her life that opened possibility for her to choose to move forward instead of stay stuck in the resentment Uh, mood that was here and we worked with that over a few months um, over the last few months and she has begun to start making choices based on those resources that she has those gifts Mm -hmm. and instead of staying stuck and resenting the other person and spiraling in that but it's taken as I said some months to work with that Mm -hmm. not a few hours 
So this is part of why we're in it for the long haul mentors. And so we can be an active reflection of gratitude with ourselves in regular conversations with our mentees around what it is that they're grateful for. Um, I think another way of looking at it too is what am I learning from this as well? Mm -hmm. And for me, there's gratitude in that because there's something beautiful that I have new awareness and new understanding. And so um, I may not recognize what I'm grateful for even in this situation or challenge. And if I can flip it around, though, what am I learning about myself, about others, about life? And it's our gratitude in that. And now that mm -hmm. I have this new awareness from this moment. So while it was really challenging and difficult to go through this experience, it was something beautiful in that I noticed something, I observed something in myself. And as a practice mentors, this is where we can start to observe our young people. And when they are making shifts, just the slightest of shifts that show progress, that show them um, moving toward gratitude or being able to see something in you to be able to pause and say can we just pause I want to reflect for you what just ha what I just saw I saw you shift or bring in a new perspective or I saw you show compassion for this other person or I saw you really um, look at what are the ways you want to improve in this and which means they're taking in the learning so can we stop and be grateful for and model being grateful for what we see occurring in our young people? So it's a very basic, um, but such a beautiful, enriching practice is to reflect with our young people what we're grateful for in them. And so as we get ready to wrap up this podcast, mentors, of course, we're going to call you into action. So we'll invite you to reflect on own mood and do you think about these six that we brought forward which one might be present for you today and how might it be impacting or influencing how you're showing up in your own life and by doing that that, that invites you also to be curious about that of your youth and as Christy mentioned while we may not be able to truly assess what mood our young person is can we bring compassion to it and so if we can get a sense of our own mood bring compassion to ourselves it can invite us to step into that place and space with our young person we also want to invite you into a practice of reflection about gratitude what are you grateful for in the moment and in your own life that's supporting you what are you grateful for in your young person that you see growing and evolving and developing or just the core qualities that they bring into the world and can you are you willing and would you be willing to reflect that more with the youth, model that kind of gratitude in the world. And we'd love for you to connect with your program coordinator at your upcoming match support call and share what you're taking away from this podcast and how you plan to be of support to your mentee. And we also want you to know how grateful we are for you in taking the time to listen and be on this journey with us. And until next time, keep unleashing possibilities.